0: You're listening to the Pro-Life Ohio Podcast, presented by Ohio Right to Life. I'm Allie Frazier, the Director of Communications at Ohio Right to Life, and your host. Enjoy the show! Hello, everyone! I hope you are having a wonderful Friday and staying safe out there. Today is our final episode of our special podcast series, The Push for the Abortion Pill, And today I am excited to welcome with us onto the show our Director of Legislative Affairs here at Ohio Right to Life, Jessica Warner. She is an expert on all things related to telemed abortions and how to fight back against the abortion industry's push of these dangerous uh, types of abortions and i am very excited to share with you guys the chat that we had together about how ohio right to life is fighting against telemed abortions here in ohio and how pro-life ohio can get even more involved so thank you so much for listening to our special series and i hope you enjoy our last installment with jess Today with us is Jessica Warner, our Director of Legislative Affairs at Ohio Right to Life. And Jess, you are here to talk with us about how we are combating the push to expand access to chemical abortion here in Ohio. Thanks so much. It's so good to be back on the show.
1: Um, Yeah, so this has been a long process and obviously pushing against chemical abortions is something that Ohio Right to Life has been doing for many, many years as long as it's been around, but there's been a specific and unique push that obviously in the past couple of episodes we've been talking about and how we've been combating that here in Ohio and what we've been learning about that push here in Ohio has been really interesting. Um, We first started out talking about specific ways we can combat this push for chemical abortions and ensure that it doesn't get more risky than it already is for women and life endangering. Um, obviously we want to eliminate abortion everywhere in Ohio and, and throughout the throughout the nation and world We also need to make sure that when women get chemical abortions that, that they're not exposed to even further risks of this deadly d-
0: a deadly medication. Yeah absolutely and I think that when you look at chemical abortions uh, there really are two life lives at risk. And we want to do whatever we can to make sure uh, the most lives possible can be protected. And that's where this legislation comes in.
1: Yeah, yeah. So we started looking at telemed abortions specifically because obviously we see a shift towards telehealth. And obviously I'm a big proponent of telehealth personally. I have used it many times. It It is extremely helpful. But there are clearly situations and times where you need to see a doctor in person and you need to be closely monitored when taking certain kinds of medications or procedures or things along those lines. And very clearly, abortions is not one of those things that you should be a DIY at home. Uh, this is something that we've seen lead to death of many women um, because of many different issues and infections that have re- ever, you know, been due to this and also just the very traumatizing process of abortion and being home and alone having that woman alone while that she goes through that traumatizing process is nothing we should ever want. Anyways we we also had this issue brought to us by looking at what's happening in other states. States like Iowa where Planned Parenthood has basically found ways to try to improve their profit margin. They are doing this by offering a form of telemedicine obviously with tele with mifepristone and mifeprix with the telemedicine abortion regimen that's most common you still have to get these pills from a physician of some sort or from a clinic they're unique and i think this is probably something we've covered before but they're unique in the fact that you can't get these drugs from a pharmacy Uh, there's very specific restrictions placed on them that make that not possible So what is happening is in states like Iowa, specifically since I believe 2013, they have been doing a process where you go into a Planned Parenthood clinic, but you don't actually see a doctor in person there. They actually have what's called a webcam abortion where you consult with a doctor over a computer screen. Super impersonal, obviously doesn't allow for a full examination by that doctor, really restricts the care that they're giving. And then a doctor is able to basically press a button and release a drawer that contains these drugs, and then um, the employee at the clinic or facility provides those drugs to that woman to to take the first pill there and then one at home. This obviously allows Planned Parenthood to not have doctors in person, so therefore they can perform a lot more of these chemical, or provide a lot more of these chemical abortions, and honestly just not provide the care that is required for these drugs. So we wanted to prevent things like this from happening in Ohio, obviously, um, that is just completely inappropriate and does not allow for the patient to be able to fully understand the risks and, and get the actual care. While we know, however, that Planned Parenthood, if this woman were to get you know run into issues she would not be able to be seen by this by this abortionist she would actually probably go to an emergency room and oftentimes not be able to fully explain what's going on with her so In order to prevent this in Ohio, we looked at legislation like the webcam abortion ban and the telemedicine abortion ban uh, that's been passed in over 19 states. So almost 20 states have enacted this piece of legislation. Um, And so we were looking at that. We worked with uh, Senator Huffman, who is a doctor here in Ohio and a senator, uh, to draft this legislation and to put it forward. And so that's been a really, a really interesting and awesome process to go through. But something we found out is as we started the committee process and hearings for this bill, some very interesting information came to light. We obviously provided testimony about why this legislation was necessary. And during opponent testimony, Negral Pro- Choice Ohio and Planned Parenthood of Ohio testified that Actually, Planned Parenthood in Ohio has been performing a form of telemed abortions. Now, what's interesting about Ohio and interesting about this process is in Ohio, obviously, there has to be a few in-person things that happen. We have an ultrasound law that requires you to come in in in-person and get an ultrasound before you get any kind of abortion in Ohio. So this... What we found out what they were doing is like, as I said, a form, not even what Iowa was doing, they're doing a form of this. So what Planned Parenthood explained and then what we understand right now is that a woman would be required to come in for her first appointment at a normal surgical abortion facility or uh, abortion facility with a doctor in it that they would do their ultrasound there and their first appointment because in Ohio, we also have a 24-hour waiting period. So a woman has to get her first appointment and have 24 hours before she starts the abortion process. So they would go in for that first appointment, leave, and then they would be able to go to a local Planned Parenthood to either receive or be given the first pill of the abortion process the next day. And now that means that they're able to not have the woman come back to see the actual doctor in person. So the interesting thing is Planned Parenthood has 19 different clinics throughout Ohio. Only three of those facilities actually perform surgical abortions or actually perform the initial appointment. So these women would have to go to one of those three locations which are located in major urban areas then they would normally have to come back to that facility if it wasn't for this telemed abortion process, or version of telemed abortion process. Now, we believe that there are several laws that they are bending, if not entirely breaking, by doing this process already. There's different forms that need to be signed and different FDA regulations that come with this medication that we don't believe that they're following because of this. Regardless, That illuminated the need even more for this piece of legislation because not only is this now preventative, it's actually needing to address an issue that is currently going on in Ohio and has just amped up the need for this legislation even more. As we have seen with this crisis moving forward with the pandemic, they've been pushing and coming against this piece of legislation stronger and stronger.
0: Yeah, I think it's really clear that here in Ohio there is a great need for this legislation, Jess, and I think that. As we have found out that Planned Parenthood has already been doing this um, for I believe about two years, the need for this legislation is even greater than we anticipated and I think that it is important because uh, if I get my stats correctly, um, which I believe I do, uh, 24 women estimated have died from the chemical abortion process since the drug was first legalized about 20 years ago. So the need to make sure that Ohio women are protected is, I feel like, more, even stronger than ever. This is a threat. This is a threat to the women's health
1: and to the lives of the unborn children. So we are obviously pushing this bill forward. It passed out of the Senate in February of this year, and passed out of the House and has been assigned to the House Health Committee. So we are working with the chairman of that committee to push this forward, and we are, you know, obviously there's been an interesting set of situations with the coronavirus and with the House and Senate not being able to meet in person for a little while. So we are going to be working throughout the summer on education for these committees and making sure that they understand this
0: process and need for the telemedicine abortion ban. Yeah, I think that this, I personally am really excited to see this bill continue to move forward in the legislature. Um, But yeah, so Jess, since you are our Director of Legislative Affairs, can you walk us through really quickly what this bill actually does, what's what's comprised in it, and just give us a deep dive into this bill.
1: Yeah, so the nice thing about this piece of legislation, it's actually very simple. We try not to overcomplicate things uh, because that can always make that complicated for it to be enforced, and make it complicated when it inevitably sometimes goes to court. So what this bill simply requires is that when providing this abortion-inducing drug, this chemical abortion, that the doctor has to be physically present with the woman in the room as he does that. That seems completely common sense, but obviously it needs to be spelled out in this. And what this does is also provide a safeguard in case any of the FDA regulations were to ever change that might allow for this to be a mail order or more easily accessible from pharmacies and things along those lines. This ensures that regardless of what changes federally nationally or in other states, that here in Ohio, the doctor has to be in person with that woman as he provides those drugs. This puts another layer of state protection when it comes to mail-order abortions from India or other countries where they're getting these drugs mailed into Ohio. In fact, this was a situation that arose in Ohio in Licking County not far from here in September of 2019 when a pregnant couple ordered abortion-inducing drugs online and tried to induce an abortion on a woman who was 28 weeks pregnant, at least. Obviously at that age the baby is viable and very easily could have been saved by simply giving birth in a NICU or something along those lines but obviously this couple was trying to perform an at-home abortion essentially and then decided to leave that baby to die in a shoebox in a closet now thankfully they have been arrested and charged um, and this is obviously a, a matter for the courts right now but it is such a heartbreaking thing to see happen, especially so close to home. And it's amazing to know just probably how many more cases that we don't hear about of this happening at earlier stages. Um, it's just really heartbreaking.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I remember when uh, I remember when the the Licking County um, baby story broke. I think back in February, and it is heartrending mm-hmm. um, because you do see this tragic loss of life through at-home abortions um, and dangerously getting those drugs from, from India like the Licking County couple did, um, which is frightening in, in many aspects just because of, you know, you, you don't know what could be mixed in there, and obviously abortion drugs kill unborn children, but they also can can really hurt women as well, mm-hmm. and that is also a concern here.
1: I mean, just the thought process of having to give birth at home alone in those kinds of situations is, is frightening on its own on its own but also I think the other frightening thing is that you don't as you said you don't know what you're getting in those packages you don't know how far along you are and all those things so you don't know what you're being quote-unquote prescribed from these out-of-country pharmacies I believe the woman took over 12 abortion inducing drugs to induce this abortion and you don't know what your body can handle you don't know you're, you're under zero supervision from a doctor and Again, you don't know what's in those things, you don't know how many you're supposed to be taking. Oftentimes, uh, there has been found to not be instructions when it comes to those kinds of drugs that are being ordered, and a whole host of issues. So this piece of legislation would hopefully prevent that or add another uh, layer of protection against those those kinds of actions and a deterrence for those kinds of actions, as well as ensuring at least another layer of protection for women so that they are actually physically being consulted by a doctor. There's less of a chance then that she's having an ectopic pregnancy and then gets incorrectly prescribed these drugs or is taking these drugs too late in her pregnancy. All those kinds of things, issues that we want to try to avoid and hopefully that this bill will get to address and hopefully will be passed and signed into law soon.
0: Yeah, absolutely. No, I I am really excited to see the telemed abortion ban continue to move through the Ohio legislature. It is a much needed bill here, and honestly, I think on a, in a lot of levels, the just the degree of taking a doctor further and further away from the equation when a woman is getting an abortion with dangerous drugs, really is in a lot of ways the new back alley abortion of our day. And any loss of life is tragic, and we want to do everything we can to protect women and their babies.
1: Yeah, I think it's I think it's really interesting to see the pro-abortion movement talk about how we want to get involved, we want to get between a woman and her doctor, and yet they're pushing pieces of legis or they're pushing against pieces of legislations that would bring a woman closer to her doctor they keep saying that this is not a conversation we should be a part of that it should be only between a woman and her doctor and this is looking more like this should be a conversation between a woman and a website and that that clearly is not is not increasing the safety and is just a really confusing argument that they're trying to push in this moment
0: and I think in a lot of ways it really reveals what the abortion industry wants which is not safe for safety for women It is expansion of abortion, and I think that this piece of legislation really does push back against just these dangerous drugs and how the abortion industry is trying to expand abortion access, specifically chemical abortion access, by any means necessary.
1: Yeah, and a complete disregard for human life. Absolutely, yeah, and that's why we're here, right? That is, trying to fight against that and ensure that women and children are
0: protected and cared for. Absolutely. Every day, all day, right, Jess? <laughs> exactly. Well, Jess, thank you so much. Is there anything additional you want to add? I feel like we you covered it beautifully.
1: Well, thank you. Yeah, I think the only thing I would, I would add is it's really important, uh, obviously, to stay engaged on these issues, which is why we're putting this out here for everyone, um, to help inform everyone about these different ways we are fighting the abortion movement and fighting to protect life. But uh, another thing is you know, so that you can be involved in pushing these pieces of legislation forward. Um, we are very lucky to have pro-life majorities, but it's also important that, especially during times like these, where there are so many different pieces of legislation and so many different big issues, like the global pandemic that's going on right now, that take up legislators' time and attention. And so we need to make sure that these issues that are really important, that they know are important, are important are at the forefront of their mind as we push forward because as the saying goes the squeaky wheel gets the grease and that is so true in politics because they are being screamed at from all sides about all the different issues that are so important they have to be reminded that this issue needs to be you know set as a number 1 priority in the midst of all of this as well and why in the midst of this pandemic that this is such an important issue because the pro-abortion side is putting it as their number one priority right now. We need to be doing that as well and fighting back and not just waiting for a more convenient time.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah, so I would highly recommend that, especially if your legislator is on the House Health Committee, um, be engage with them make sure that they know about this piece of legislation obviously that's part of what i'm doing right now setting up meetings making sure i'm talking to them and with the chair of this and vice chair of this committee but that is something that you can be doing as well talking to your house legislator and rep that as the summer goes on and as they're taking a summer break that this is something that when they come back in the fall is at the forefront of their mind and is something that they are prioritizing is something that need to move forward
0: Yeah, absolutely. No, that's fantastic. And being able to just foster those communications between the constituents and uh, your legislators is absolutely fantastic. So Jess, if people want to find out if their legislator is on uh, that committee that this uh, bill is in, where should they go?
1: So you can go to our website, ohiolife.org, and you can actually go to our Legislative Action Center. You can go to our piece of legislation on this, the Telemed Abortion Ban, and there is already a drafted letter for you to send to your legislator. And if you want if you don't know who that person is. You can go to legislator.ohio.gov and on that front page there's a bar that says who represents me and you can search by address or zip code and figure out who that person is. And that's obviously super important, um, especially in this time of elections and, and pushing forward legislation and all that different stuff. Really important to know who they are so they can know who is voting for them and who that they represent and what their values are. So that's a good place to go to figure out who that is. You can also see the different committees they're on um, by searching by looking up them and also by going to committees and looking at the different committees. Oftentimes our bills are in the health committee in the house and senate. Sometimes they're in civil justice and criminal justice and some other areas but primarily they're um, in the health committee and you can find that information about where these bills are located and where they've been assigned also on our website in our legislative action center.
0: Fantastic this gets me excited just talking about it just because I know that so many people are going to be able to be so much better equipped to be able to do their part in um, really starting to try to start a process to stop the spread. Of chemical abortions and ensure better ensure the safety of women and unborn children in Ohio. So, thank you so much, Jess, for being on the podcast today. I know you've been on before, and it's a pleasure every single time. Um, you have a great knowledge set on all things pro life legislation, and we'll really I, I appreciate being able to work with you and having your expertise at the forefront. As we push forward on this issue, I would highly recommend all of our listeners to go and follow us on social media to keep updated Um, as we have different bills and stuff that are having committee hearings and stuff like that. We typically post those online too, so if you follow us on Facebook, on Instagram, Twitter, you can keep up to date on how the status of our bills. As Jess mentioned, you can also go to our website and check the status of our bills on there, and just keep yourself more informed on these topics, and we post very regularly, so we are going to be able to just help you learn more and more about pro-life issues, and honestly, we love being able to connect with you guys in that way, so definitely feel free to follow High Rights Life on all of our social media platforms and uh Jess once again thank you so much for being on the podcast thank you you're listening to the pro-life Ohio podcast brought to you by Ohio right to life founded in 1967 Ohio right to life with more than 45 chapters and local affiliates is Ohio's oldest and largest grassroots pro-life organization recognized as the flagship of the pro-life movement in Ohio Ohio Right to Life works through legislation and education to promote and defend innocent human life from conception to natural death. We are Pro-Life Ohio and we will end abortion.